Well, throughout the Advent season, I've been talking about couples, couples of people. Do you remember some of you anyway? Zechariah and Elizabeth. And then the couple we can't forget, Joseph and Mary. Well, there's one more, at least for now, another couple. We heard about one of those two people, what I just read. That man is Simeon. And I'll say a word about Anna a little bit later, even though we didn't read about her. In these days, and I guess many days, we like to make wishes, don't we? Did you make any wishes about Christmas? Or maybe you're getting ready to make a wish about the new year. Oh, maybe already in your mind. By the way, I've got a wish for you that's coming up on New Year's Eve. You may want to listen to uh, on our website. Sometimes over time, I've wished that I could be a fly on the wall. You? A fly on the wall? I, I know a fly is a fly, dirty and not the most wonderful of God's creation, but sometimes we'd like to be a fly on the wall, don't you think? Maybe in your boss's office, or if not now, used to be before you retired. Or how about, here's a good one, a fly on the wall in the White House. Uh, wouldn't you love that? Or in the stable where Jesus was born. Or yet the temple about which I just read when Jesus came in. I've wondered about that because as that baby Jesus was brought in by the couple, Joseph and Mary, I couldn't help but wonder how. How on earth did Simeon and then Anna recognize that it was Jesus, the Savior of the world? A fly on the wall didn't tell them, but somehow they knew. And Luke told us, did you catch it? It was the Holy Spirit who enabled them to understand that that child was the Son of God as well as the Son of Mary. They didn't have a sign like Mary and Joseph did. One by one, Gabriel told them what was to be. The shepherds, they had angels in the sky. And wise men that are coming still, they had the star. But Simeon, then Anna, they had the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure I could have seen that even if I had been a fly on the wall. By the way, that uh, reminds me of a difference about this season. The difference between celebrating Christmas and recognizing Christmas for what it is. A lot of folks have been celebrating and for them Christmas is over. And it becomes, well, all kinds of different things. A time for family, and maybe that's been hard for a lot of people this year. But that's, especially that's all that Christmas is. Singing songs. And by the way, have you noticed sometimes in TV and commercials, they sing part of the Christmas carol, and they leave out the part about the newborn king, the child, the gift of God. Maybe it's just perceived as a day off work. After all, Christmas is a national holiday. Or merchandise. I suppose at a base level, that's what people think. Or maybe a bit higher, peace on earth. And missing, however, the cause 
of things like peace on earth, the reason we give gifts. A lot of people just simply celebrate Christmas. And then there's us others who recognize it for what it is. God among us, Emmanuel, God with us. That's an important difference. That's what the Holy Spirit's work is all about. And like we said in Advent, the key here is faith. Faith to recognize what it's all about. Faith to recognize that child born a long time ago, not just new birth, but birth that leads to life for you and me here and now. The key is faith. And you know, God is the one who's involved in this. And really, all of God was active and present in Christmas. You realize, do you? Christmas is celebrated as the Father's Day. That's his moment. Easter, that's the Son's Day. But the Father's Day is the giving. Jesus is the gift. His day is Easter. But the Holy Spirit is also involved, not just on Pentecost, but clearly in today's reading of the Gospel, it was the Holy Spirit who was at work too to help Simeon see to help him believe, to help him understand about that child just a few days old. So think about this and tell me, what makes an American, someone who's born in America or someone whose parents are Americans, like our kids born in Canada, but we being Americans, they got that privilege. Or what makes an athlete I mean, there is the natural God-given ability, but there's also determination and there's hard work. Or what makes an architect or any other profession besides a gifting of God, education, skill, and practice? But what makes a Christian? Is it simply being born of Christian parents? Is it simply being in the environment of Christianity? No, 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 no. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who breathes that faith into us. Otherwise, Christmas is just a happening of long time ago. But it's the Holy Spirit who brings meaning. The Spirit did for Simeon. He recognized. He didn't only simply observe he recognized what was going on. Luke records a number of songs throughout his narration of the gospel. Do you remember the kind of the songs that he put forward in his gospel? The Magnificat that Mary sang after she was greeted by Elizabeth. Zechariah, he he too sang when John was born, the Benedictus. Simeon. Simeon joined in the chorus He sang when all this was revealed to him, Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. We call it the Nuctimidus and often sing that after Holy Communion. A song song fit for a funeral, even Simeon's. He was ready to go, go in peace. His swan song, perhaps. 
Simeon was ready to die. Um, Somebody made a helpful distinction for me a while back that I think helps us here. The distinction was the difference between being ready and being prepared. Being prepared, this person told me, rightly so, was having faith given by the Holy Spirit, believing that it's not just another child born into this world, but this was the Son of God as well as the Son of Mary, the very Savior of the world, come with a very specific mission. Being prepared was to know that, to believe that, to live in that life and live in that reality. Being ready, that this person explained to me was a little bit different. That is being ready to die. I've um, experienced both. As a pastor, I've seen a number of people who have been ready because of sickness, because of age, because of all kinds of circumstances. They would say and have, even in my presence, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. That is to meet my maker, to be with Jesus. They can even, and they often do, these people, look forward to dying. I've felt some of both. I know I'm prepared more than just feeling it. I have for moments, time in past, here and there along the way, felt I've been ready. I've then changed my mind about that, but prepared, you bet. Ready? No, for me, not yet. Not now. Simeon. Simeon was both prepared and ready. And he points us in a good direction. Simeon had been ready by the sounds of it. And seeing Jesus in the temple that day, he could say, in other words, I'm ready. When Simeon saw Jesus, he immediately recognized who he was by the power of the Spirit, and it certainly seems by his words that he was ready to go, ready to go to meet his maker who had promised him this experience. Simeon sang, and so can we. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. Mine own eyes have seen your salvation. We've seen it by the power of the Spirit in this Christmas celebration that keeps on going. You don't have to be at death's doorsteps, although it certainly is appropriate to sing Simeon's song then. But each time we worship together, these words can be ours, directly quoted, sung, or just brought to mind. Even after we commune, often to sing the Nook the Midas. There's another angle to this too, though. Think about this. Being ready doesn't mean that we've given up. Being ready isn't a morbid thought, not at all. Until we're prepared and until we're ready, we're not really prepared and ready to live. Until we're prepared to die and ready to die, it's only then that we can be prepared and ready to live to live the life, the new life that God has given us through that baby. That's important to hang on to.
Simeon shows us that way. And then, although not in today's reading, Anna chimes in. Anna, the old lady, very old, Luke tells us. As he described it, she'd been married for seven years and a widow for 84. Add those two up along with an age at which she may have been married, and you've got an old woman, perhaps over 100 years old. But more importantly, Anna was also devout. She was prepared. She was a faithful believer. She worshiped, she prayed, she even fasted. And she recognized Jesus, as did Simeon, as the Savior of the world. We don't know how. We don't know the details. But we can assume that the Spirit worked in her one way or another, that faith that held on to the reality before her very eyes. Her reaction is very telling. First of all, what did she do? She gave thanks to God for what right before her eyes as she saw the salvation of the world. How about you? Have you and I said thanks to God this Christmas amidst all the gifts? Have we thanked God for the gift, the present? We don't have any quotation of Anna, but Luke tells us she certainly did that. And that she also spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Thank and talk. Talk to others about what this Christmas is really all about. If it's lost for them, and it appears that it is, even though we don't have a quotation we can speak of Anna, we've got our own words. We have our own ways. Baby. Maybe if I'd been a fly on the wall, I would have been able to see what I really would like to know. And that is what happened to Simeon and Anna later. They come into focus here, and then we don't hear another word about them. Not a word. I wish the Bible would have said something. But I think we can rightly assume that they lived in the joy of that child. That they lived in the faith that the Holy Spirit worked. And I think we can rightly assume that each had plenty to say about what they experienced. And I think we can assume that they lived in the faith, faith in that child for the rest of their God-given lives. With Christmas continuing and with New Year's close, what a legacy, what an example we have in these two. Faith to see and faith by the power of the Spirit to live, to live in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.